Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Level Up with me, Lindy Pearson. Um, today, we are going to be talking about coaching and how it can be one of the best investments of your life. We're going to provide you with framework for a safe environment, explore your biggest fears, assist you in manifesting your dreams, support you in taking leaps of faith to build a bigger, brighter future. And you know what? There's no industry standards right now, so it's up to you to pick the right person. And who is it going to be for you guys? Today, I have Ms. Jenna Dillon, executive coach and CEO, founder of Epic, which we will be talking exactly what that acronym is for. And we have Jules Elving, who is the executive coach and leadership consultant at Inside Partners. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, Jenna, I've known for, I think, a few years. We met at The Exchange, which is a networking group that we all three belong to. And um, she gave me a free session that was pretty much how she introduced herself to me. And it was pretty cool. It was fun to watch you be organized and focused. And uh, I did learn some things about myself that I wasn't aware of. So that was cool. Um, Jules, I didn't meet you first. Ricky met you. We were at the Ideal Conference uh, that CCRC put on, and uh, we, in we introduced you to the exchange. Now you guys are accountability partners, which we will talk about that uh, later on. And thank you for joining us. Nice to have you guys. Thanks nice for having us. Yeah, thank you. So I know that you've been working on some stuff, yeah. Jenna, um, and I didn't really go into the epic part of what you're doing. So why don't you expand a little bit on that? Sure. So uh, I have my own executive coaching practice, as does Jules with Insight Partner. Um, and outside of that company that I have, I have launched a company called Epic, which is the acronym for Executive Performance Institute for Coaching. And that is a company where I bring a team of trainers and executive coaches um, and we develop and train executive coaches. <laughs> so it's an institute. It's a training program um, and we educate the skill set. So whether people want to become a coach for themselves or they want to learn the skills for their company um, with the role that they're playing or want to promote to, um, that's what we do. Perfect. Jules? Yeah, I'm an executive coach, like you mentioned, and leadership consultant for Insight Partners. Insight is with an E, which stands for Executive Insight. And the whole purpose of why we do what we do is to bring some solace to emotionally reactive leaders. So we'll go in and talk to emotionally reactive leaders and their teams and help them find balance. It's really increasing their emotional intelligence skills mm -hmm. and their communication skills so that they can have more harmony in the workplace. And if there's more harmony and they're spending less time on the small annoying things or little tidbits that just cause you to get overloaded for the rest of your day, then you're going to be making more money because you're actually working. Great. Um, when you say feelings, I always go to that to that woman side of things because we we mm -hmm. rule with our heart. Um, how would you say, like men or women, what's your percentage for your clients? Pretty equal? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Last year, there was a time period where I only had a male book of business, 
<laughs> until Jenna came around and we started training <laughs> coaching. And so that was like, a, it was almost weird. I was like, what, what is this going on that men are opening up to me and wanting to talk yeah. to me? This is, <laughs> this is exciting and weird all at the same time. Uh, since then, I still have a bit more men than women, probably 60-40 split. I like that. Jenna, what about you? I'm actually inverted of that. So okay. it's been different. Um, the ratio has changed over the years at different points. Um, but right now I have about 60% women and then 40% men. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And when I first met you, Jenna, you were working um, for someone else at another company. And it wasn't, it wasn't long before... You came to the exchange meeting one day. I don't remember which chapter we were at. I feel like it was Sherman Oaks chapter. And you're like, yep, here's my cards. Here's what I'm doing. And it's me. And I am reintroducing myself as Jenna Dillon. And this is what's going on. So that that's a huge step. Like big, big, big step. You're like, you like walked into the room as like Miss CEO. You're like, okay, I have a new hat today. Remember new hats. That might be a, a theme today in our... Some foreshadowing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, how, how was success modeled for you? How, how did you get enough chutzpah, for lack of a better term, uh, to just go out on your own, and especially now? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a great question. I actually ended up having several different models of success. So uh, my parents uh, were a really, and still are, I experienced them being a great team. I have two brothers and myself, and there was no help, like no extra nanny or any babysitters um, on a regular basis coming to help me and my brothers with extracurricular activities or homework. Like my parents worked full time and figured out how to make it work. And seeing them work hard and make that happen um, demonstrated to me that okay, like I'm going to work hard to try to create the life that I want and the career that I want and I get to design it however I want. Uh, so that was a huge, those, they were huge influences to me as a kid. Um, and I think even now, you know, I, I've been learning one of my strongest attributes in my character is determination. And I got a lot of passion. Uh, it's like over, overloading, you know, every day. And so those are my that that like is what the what was the word you used, Lindy? The oomph, or I forget the word you used, but chutzpah. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's like it's like, um, <clears throat> it's like a, a Yiddish. It's it's like a slang that like like a lot of nerve, a lot of you know, like a lot yeah. of motivation, and like I'm gonna do it. And I'm, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I think you know, Jules. I'd love to hear if. if if you've had this experience with coaching, but ever since I even hired a coach before knowing what coaching was, um, that was really how I got introduced to coaching. What I learned that it was a mindset process for me to go, I don't know if I go from, I don't know if I can have A, B, C, and D to I'm going to figure out how, <laughs> right? Like I'm going to figure out how to make that happen. I'm really curious to see how I can make blank happen. And so it was also that mindset shift that led me to be where I am now. I love that. So Jules, I feel like it's, it's a little opposite for you. You have mentioned in the past something where you, you come from like success equals how much money do I make? 
and how busy can I stay? And sometimes that is going to be taking you away from your family. That's going to be taking you away from your friends or something that maybe other people value as success, like having friends or going out or being able to cook dinner and, you know, sit down and have a family dinner, something as opposed to being out of the home traveling um, or one of those, um, I hate to say this, but, you know, high powered corporate jobs. How did you make that switch? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good question. The, the model that I got was stay at home mom and dad that was gone 12 hours a day, every day. And so I, I saw how hard my dad worked. He's in real estate development. So there's all kinds of sales processes. You fully understand Lindy in your industry. And I thought that I had to be like a slave driver, like almost in, in my work ethic. And I thought that's what success meant. And so I went after that. That's what I thought I had to do. So I wore the pearls and the business suits and I called it a monkey suit for a long time. And I did that. Pearls. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're still hanging out in there in my closet. (laughs) But, but yeah, I put on the, I put on that corporate outfit, the, the corporate world and it broke me. Like I, I wanted to have a life outside of that. So I just burned the candle on both ends. I was working 10, 11, 12 hours a day and then going home and trying to have family life as it were with my, you know, friends that I, I chose as family that I lived with. And eventually it didn't work for me. Like I became a person that I didn't like I started being pretty ugly in the office. I just started being pretty ugly at home. And it took a really big fight with my best friend to realize, whoa, like something's got to shift. Like there's, there's a problem here and it's, it's over here, not over there. And that's when I shortly after left the corporate world and took a leave of absence and had to discover for myself what success really meant and and how does that how is that going to look for me and one of them was success means doing the job that i would do for free and so that's how i fell into coaching this is i thought i was going to be a therapist someday but that's before i even knew what coaching was you're right kind of, you're kind of you're kind of oh, too it, 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 you're talking about some very vulnerable things. There's some very big differences between coaching and therapy, a common misconception for people, which is why coaching can be a little scary for people sometimes. Coaching's looking in the past, healing the past, and you kind of stay there where coaching is looking in the future. It's starting from the present day going forward. Therapy is looking in the past. I think you mentioned coaching was looking in the past. Oh, thank you for correcting me. Yes, therapy is looking in the past, staying in the past, and coaching is looking into the future. Thank you for the correction, Jen. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can very much identify with that. Um, my family, we have a family business. For those of you that don't know, my grandfather invented a line of drinks called Orange Bang, and that was definitely the first introduction to work and corporate life that that I was in and that and that company very successful but it lives in a box Mm. and um, I did I did get a lot of those same feelings when I was there I would just go into the office if I really wanted to do something with my friends who I called my family 
Um, I would, I would literally go in the office. I wouldn't even look up. I would just do my stuff, get all my paperwork done. And sometimes I wouldn't even take a lunch. I'd just be like, can I leave an hour early? Like, I, you know, I didn't do this. And my head wasn't into my work. My head was, when can I leave work to go start my life? Um, so success has definitely like the model has definitely changed. I think like every, every decade, I think it's changed for me because after I left working for my family, I, I pretty much left the corporate world to have kids. And, you know, now my kids are fast forward, uh, both in high school, which I can't believe I can, I can still say that. Um, and I am working with my husband and commercial real estate used to be really boring. And how would I ever even get into this, into this job? And I have been able to make it my own and I've been able to do the business development side of things and not do some of the boring side of things. That's, that's actually exciting for Rick. You know, Rick likes to do all that and I like to do something else. And so it's really been a positive experience reemerging in the workforce. And I think that for me, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys here to talk to the listeners is that during a time like this, people are struggling, you know, um, off offline. I was talking to Jenna about how I woke up this morning and it, it just kind of felt like Groundhog Day, you know, the kids, I got to wake up, I, you know, got to get them ready for school. Not, not like ready, but you know, like online, make sure the zoom is going, all this stuff. It's just a lot. And then, you know, to come into work, carry this, wear our many hats. <laughs> oh, um, you mean like this one? <laughs> nice. That would be almost like my vacation hat. I like it. I like it. Maybe that's a way not to make it, you know, Groundhog Day. So um, some of your clients, both new and um, old, and women, men, you see, you see different struggles, you see different patterns. And right now we're on, I don't even know what month, six months of being in this pandemic, and people are turning corners. Some are good, some are bad, some are stuck. Um, you know, old habits, new habits going on. Um, in in my eyes, I feel like there's a couple different categories, and I would love for you guys to kind of explore or elaborate on this. And I see it as some of the CEOs um, individually like to have their coaches, their training sessions. Some of the some of the CEOs like it for their team members, and so the companies are kind of supporting them. Mm -hmm. uh, individuals like us, service providers, um, you know, we go through different spurts of things for me, you know, I'm just entering the, the world of podcast life. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people. I'm like checking it out. And, hmm, do I like this? Do I like that? You know, so how do I pick the best coach? How do I pick the best partner? How do I pick the best something? I think you guys really, really help hone in on people's skills and their strengths and kind of exploit it that way instead of focusing on what you don't have um and uh what else did i forget ceos their team members um what about business development everything for us as service providers for us as or for you guys as coaches for me um all the tenants and the business owners what's going on like what do you guys see what are what are some of the biggest struggles that that maybe you can add 
you know, a little bit of light on some people who are going back and forth. Should I get a coach? Shouldn't I get a coach? Some people have negative connotation associated with that, like my life's all perfect, which that's another funny story. <laughs> um, how, how are you guys doing this? What do you see? Go ahead, Jenna. Okay. Uh, so I'm seeing several things, but the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, there's been a lot of what I call disruption this year. Um, a lot of unpredictable, out of our control, unprecedented things. And thus, we as humans learn to adapt, um, like we're forced to adapt and figure out how to adapt. Um, and so something that I'm seeing amongst even company cultures is people aren't, they're not in tune or don't yet know or they're learning how to support themselves like how to take care of their self or even get clear of what their needs are um, because they weren't used to this much change or this much disruption. So there's that component along with what they had even originally wanted to hire me for, you know, it, it's kind of like a double whammy, like all the contracts that I had prior to even the stay at home order. It's like, Oh, we have this other dimension to work on now with everything that has been happening. Um, so I would say that's been something that's really been present. Um, with that, it's building resistance, not resistance, taking away resistance, building, uh, like being the, having the ability to be agile and uh, building rigor or even resilience um, is something that I've been working on quite a bit with both individuals and companies. I like that. That's important. That's important. Yeah. Jules, what do you see? Yeah, well, the whole world right now has been turned upside down. We're all kind of standing on our heads trying to figure this out. <clears throat> and because of that, our fuse for our reactivity has gotten about this big. So oh, I like this. Keep going. I like this. So the it's we're not sleeping very well. We're constantly being put in a place of stress. And so when you go back to hunter-gatherer times or like our, our ancestors, stress meant, oh my gosh, there's a tiger in front of me. Yeah, fight or flight mode, yeah. Fight or flight, exactly, exactly. So right now, our brains still think there's a tiger in front of us when it's our partners, our spouses, our children mm -hmm. saying something that just causes us to go into that mode. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're constantly, a lot of us are constantly in this stress mode, which is that I'm facing a tiger, right? So it's how do we bring less stress into our lives? What are some practices that we can do to calm that down, right? It's expressing gratitude, it's journaling, it's meditating, it's disconnecting from technology, like limiting your intake from the news. If the news is stressing you out, then maybe cut that out a little bit. Like mm -hmm. a little more open in your life might be a good idea, right? So it's looking at those things in, in a different light. And like Jenna said, in resilience is really the key word that in, in my viewpoint is what we're looking at right now. You can choose, and mindset's also a topic today, so you can choose to look at things in a very negative way, mm -hmm. or you can choose to look at things in the positive way. So am I going to choose 
to be sunk in this awful state mm-hmm. and, and think that the world is out to get me? Or am I going to choose to go, wow, what an incredible learning lesson. And now I know what I don't want to do next time. And now I know how I want to feel. So I'm going to choose to feel that. Now, it, it may not, it sounds easier than it is. Mm-hmm. So it may not be that graspable for you. And if it's not, then it might be a good idea to consider therapy. And that might be the difference between coaching and therapy, right? So if you're stuck in a certain mindset and it's on the People. negative <laughs> right? Then, then a therapist might be a good idea. But if you're like, no, I really want to choose this, but I, I keep kind of jumping back and forth, then a coach might be a good idea for you to talk to because that is someone that can help you with the mindset that you're looking to have. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so I keep talking about all the different hats that we wear. And for this next segment, uh, we are in the role play portion of the podcast. So um, <clears throat> for anyone out there who likes Burning Man, um, we most certainly do. And as you know, it's going to be a virtual event, just like everything else in this wonderful year of 2020. So we are going to be putting on our hat. And we're going to be asking some questions. Ooh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so I am now considered a business owner, and I'm going to be asking you guys some questions according to some things that I've heard in the past, Um, and if you guys want to elaborate on anything or change anything around, please feel free to. So what is the biggest misconception of what you do, and why is coaching such an integral piece of the pie. It doesn't have to be the whole pie. It doesn't have to be 50% of the pie, but it really should be a factor in what you do. Jules? Oh, gosh. Well, we talked about this a little bit already. So the common misconception is that it's like therapy, right? So I, I don't see it as therapy at all. I may speak to something that happened in your past and go, hey, that might be why you're doing this now. How do you want to do it? going forward. Right. right. That's, that's the biggest misconception. Um, and, yeah. and I, I, I kind of feel like that is spot on because the people or not people, the mindset of an individual, whatever it is that says, I don't need coaching might be that same person who had a bad experience with therapy or thinks that therapy is for lack of a better term, a bunch of bullshit, um, where coaching is, where are your goals, and how are you going to get there, and how are you not going to stand in the way of yourself? It's not rehashing what went on when you were five or six or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. That's right. And I, and I think, like, the biggest thing that I want people to know is that the most famous people out there, I've already talked about Oprah today, Oprah has a coach. <clears throat> Michael Jordan had a coach. Like the biggest sports people that everyone loves have coaches, right? So you you don't think they're talking about mindset? You don't think they're talking about a lot of things that we're talking about? We are absolutely talking about a lot of the same things. So that's that's something for people to think about too. Yeah. Yeah, just to piggyback, that was great, Jules. Just to piggyback on that, um, I think it's important to note like 
and, and at least for me, I'll speak to my training and, and the style in which I coach from is there's really, um, it's, it's more than just mindset. Um, I, I like to say, you know, someone's most authentic leadership style is reflected by how they treat themselves, right? So yes, there is a component to mindset, absolutely, but there's a way that coaches connect the dots to how it actually impacts the results and the strategy and not just what they do, but how they do it. Um, it all connects to them getting the and accomplishing the goals that they want. So like the, the focus and kind of pillars of my methodology is really coming from a place of getting clear on vision, getting clear on their intention, both an intentional mindset and an intentional strategy, and then implementing that, the implementation process, tracking the process along the way. You're partnering with your clients. There's no hierarchy of like, I'm the master of the time here and the client does what I say. Often we're partners and the client will actually be the dictator of how best to use the meeting, right? Because we want the client to learn how to be in the hot seat, if you will, and how to lead themselves forward. So we actually talk about mindset and interweave and connect it to how it impacts the strategy, the outcome, the results. Perfect. So next one, what are you hearing most from your clients and how are you guiding these individuals and setting them up for success? And I know, <clears throat> again, we did kind of brush over this, but could you guys give me like, like a physical, concrete, maybe one example? Go ahead, Jules. Sure. Um, one example is the negative self-talk that's going on in their heads. Like, how are you with the relationship with you? And what, what are the thoughts that are going on in your head right now? And how would you speak to your friend that way? Would you speak to your spouse that way? Would you speak to your, your loved one that way? If it's a no, then that's something to address. And so what I work with my clients on is writing that down. Write down that that guilty, that shameful, that, that mean talk that you're giving to yourself and then write down what you want to say. What, how would you want to talk to your friend about the same situation and write that down afterwards? I'm going to do that as a mom because I'm finding that when I'm kind of icky and it's the end of the day or whatever's going on or I, phone call that I didn't like um, for work or whatever's happening. And I do kind of snap at the kids sometimes. Now, most of the time they deserve it, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, mom comes home and it's, and it's kind of icky. So I'm going to, I'm going to carry that with me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so um, one of the things that I, I actually was realizing, it's not just in one of my clients, it's in several right now, but obviously their situation or what they're, um, the scope of what they're up to is different. Um, there's been, and it goes in line with what I mentioned around leadership style and even developing someone's leadership style is, you know, I find the more I have these conversations with people, the more rare I find people have these types of conversations because yes, we are looking at their business or career. And yes, we are looking at very practical, uh, practical, tangible, uh, measurable outcomes. Um, 
But at the same time, underneath all of that is really looking at who they are and how they're not just developing and transforming or reinventing what's possible in their results, they're reinventing themselves. And so often I have people who, I have several clients right now, it's like they, to them, they play a very, and are a very different person as a parent, as a sibling, as a friend, than they are at work. And Many different hats. Wearing different hats. And it's a matter of them reinventing themselves so that not only can they get clear of who really are they, but more importantly, who do they want to be? And how can they actually have this cohesive, um, authentic, transparent, and honest person to themselves and to the people around them where they're living their life better <laughs> and more effectively for themselves and for the people around them? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is also something that is important to me. And uh, the next question is companies traditionally have paid for their employees to have a coach. I have always loved the companies that have done this. I think it's so important. I love being in meetings or networking events. Again, this is six months ago, but where someone says, Oh, I was talking to my coach and da 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 da. They're, they're, they're comfortable. Their coach is helping them. It's a very positive role for both parties involved. Um, and now it's like, People are in the office. People are doing things virtually. You look at us right now. We're doing podcasts on Zoom. Um, what's happening now? How how does how does the how does the structure for you guys look now? Are people still looking to you guys? Is it more individual? Is it is it more companies? Is it more people about success in regards to money? or success in regards to inner peace, success into not shaming yourself or blaming yourself or putting extra pressure or guilt? What are some of the things? That's a, that's like a lot. I have like a loaded answer. <laughs> um, so the first thing that comes to mind that I'll share is, you know, it's really about what, they view as success and what they define as success and what's worth it for them mm -hmm. to put this kind of an, in, this kind of an investment down. And I'm not even speaking to like the financial, financial investment of what it costs to have a coach. I'm speaking to the energy, the time, um, hiring a coach is not all rainbows and butterflies because if you're committed to growing and developing yourself, your company, your results, you're also committed to developing and growing yourself and comfort can stump growth. So it's not rainbows and butterflies. So it's like, what's worth, what is the definition of success that's worth literally taking a pivot or increasing the trajectory of your life? Um, so, so that's one thing. Uh, Jules, do you want to add anything to that? Well, there's there's a lot of questions within your question, Lindy. So I'll take I'll take it from a different approach. And the more literal side is, our businesses paying for this or our individuals paying for this? And I'm seeing a combination of both. What I'm seeing, uh, really on the wide scale, is a bigger openness to having a coach, to yeah. having doing the personal work. I love that. The people that are out there that are talking on TED Talks, 
talking about vulnerability, talking about authentic leadership, talking about how we need to throw away the script that we were taught by the boomers and beyond before them of how leadership works. We're throwing that script away. Mm-hmm. And we're writing a new one. And all of us, including myself, including the two of you, we were all taught a very different way of being a leader. Mm-hmm. And so how do we reinvent that? What do we actually want to show up as? How yeah. do we actually want to be in our lives, leaders at work, leaders at home and everywhere in between? Mm-hmm. And even to add on to that is just looking at the socioeconomic climate of what's come up this year, there's a lot, it it poses a lot of what I would dare to say, wonderful challenges um, for the world where women can redefine if they choose what it means to be a woman as a leader in a company. Um, Like what is there a different leadership style that comes with that? This is the example at least that comes with that compared to a man running a company or being a leader in a company, right? There's a lot of wonderful challenges and questions that can be valuable specifically right now. Um, Whereas some people will say, I'm so limited because of what's happened in 2020. Others come to coaching and they're like, now's more more of a reason than ever of why it behooves me to bring coaching in or why it behooves me to hire a coach or bring professional development into my company. I love it. Yeah. Now this one is one of my favorite questions. And it's also a reason why I picked both of you guys to be on the episode. But what is the benefit for coaches having coaches? And if a coach doesn't have a coach, is that necessarily a big deal when you're, when you're looking for, should I have a coach? Who should that coach be? What's the best coach for me? Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'll speak to that. Um, <laughs> I, I would say there's a big red flag waving if you're talking to a coach that doesn't have a coach. Yeah. I, you want to be working with someone that's doing the work themselves. I, you can't, I really believe that I couldn't be here without the work that I've done. I have several coaches. I, one of them is Jenna. Um, one of them is my boss. And then I also have a therapist that I work with to heal the old wounds that need to be healed so that I can make space for other growth in my life. I, if I wasn't doing that work, I couldn't, with the right ethics, take mm-hmm. on any clients. Yeah, I see it as an, in, in, in line with Jules, I agree. I see it as an integrity piece. Like if we're not willing to continue doing the work that we are advocating for, mm-hmm. then what does that say about us? If we're not practicing what we're preaching, um, we're stumping our own growth and knowing ourselves and the way that we're wired and how we even hold ourselves back that I wouldn't want to not be aware of that because I could then unintentionally be bringing that in to my own coaching sessions with my clients and then limiting them, right? And so there's all these different reasons of not just making sure that we're grounded and we're taking care of ourselves, but we're actually giving the best service possible by being able to know ourselves to remove what we, our filters, our biases, and really serve a company, clients, teams powerfully, right? Right. The reality is that we're human too, <laughs> and and you we are, all. I thought all I thought you were a captain of the ship right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human captaining the ship right now. The Burning Man podcast, <laughs> Lindy ship. We're like, right now. <laughs> we're, like, we're like the YMCA right now. 
<laughs> oh my god, we are. <laughs> Wait, I'll be a cowboy next. Okay, I I only yeah. have one hat, you guys. Ooh, I like it, cowboy. <laughs> Nice. So you guys are both coaches, obviously, and you guys do have um, something that different differentiates you guys. Um, Jenna, you already kind of went into your institute and stuff that you're working on there. Um, I wanted to know in terms of a leadership consultant, Jules, if you can kind of expand on that. Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm doing... Uh, the executive coaching is really one-on-one working with you. What are your specific leadership goals? What are your life goals? What, what is it that you want to work on when I'm working with a a team, the consulting side of things is going to look a little bit more like training. So how are you communicating with each other? It's bringing in common language for an organization or a team to be able to communicate on the same level go, okay, I'm noticing that the person's being a little passive aggressive. So I'm going to act and behave a little bit differently and ask them, what's going on for you? Like, what is there, is there something that I said that upset you and, and approach it a little bit differently than, than you might with someone that was angry? You know, like it's, it's figuring out the little nuances between those two things. I'm going to teach people the basics of emotional intelligence, for example. So it's, it's, it's training. And then also the other consulting pieces is working on the team level on their goals. So what is the team want? Are you an individual leader or are you a group of leaders that is looking towards making next steps as a unit? Mm -hmm. And I would even say that there's different, executive coaches that will um, have different settings and, and spaces to work with people, whether it's a team of people in a group coaching or to what Jules was saying, when we do webinars or trainings and workshops that are interactive with different departments or companies, and then there's the one-on-one coaching or it's more of a presentation and it's a keynote speech, you know, so a variety of different ways um, we're able to bring and educate um, really applicable concepts and um, methodologies. I love it. <clears throat> All the work that, that you guys do, I think is so important. And I think if anything, during a time where people are, you know, a little bit, I don't know, leery or living in 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 fear not necessarily from past or future just for what's going on right now with us and being able to be vulnerable and transparent and figure out exactly what the path is you want to go on I think it saves you so much grief and so much time so you can be productive as opposed to going like you know flip flop fish out of water Today I'm going to be this person. Tomorrow I'm going to wear this hat. You know this that. Um, just to be more more organized with with your life because we're only here for a certain amount of time. So let's not have fun while we're here, right? Um, so through all of this, you do need to have your game hat on, your superpowers, your inspiration. Um, oh, we got a hat change. Got a hat change. Game. I'm going to. 
I'm going to start with you again, Jules, because you have said something that is one of my favorites. And I mentioned earlier or previously, um, I think I might want to put this on my business card. And uh, you wrote, uh, social chameleon with very strong natural empathy skills. And I think that is a perfect way to describe you guys. Um, tell me more. Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you how it came. So big kudos to my family. Um, I'm fourth generation to a town called Modesto in Central California. My family settled in 1902, and I have generational friends that, like, people my age, our great-grandparents knew each other, which is pretty cool. And being in a community like that with very philanthropic family, we were constantly doing things. We were constantly putting on dinners and social events, and so I was pushed into situations where I needed to talk to a lot of different people at a lot of different ages. Right. And it gave me this superpower of being able to talk to anyone about anything, whether they were two or 92 years old. And I would enjoy myself in the process. Yeah. And um, the empathy is definitely something that came from my mom. My mom taught me um, deep empathic skills. She is an absolute natural caregiver. I have a lot of close friends. I'm blessed with many friends and everyone that comes home, which has been many to come visit one of their vacation homes. She's adopted. They call her mama Elving. And <laughs> needs everyone. She's making sure everyone's drink is full she might say, I need mine now, and, and someone will bring her a drink, and, and that has been this foundational success for me to be able to play in just about any aspect of life, and then, you know, taking the hats, taking Burning Man, I, it's no guess, I like to dress up, I like to fit the part, so if I am, I talked about the monkey suit earlier, like when I was in corporate, I wore the monkey suit, right, I... <laughs> When, when I'm at the playa, I'm, I'm wearing something completely different at Burning Man. Um, and all of that has me set up so that when I'm entering into an environment, I'm approachable. All of that is to say that that's what the chameleon in me does is makes it easy for me to talk to people, easy for, me to, for people to come to me and feel comfortable around me. I love it. I love it. Jenna, some of your superpowers or inspirations? Uh, so I would actually say there's two that aren't, uh, that are quite different from each other. Um, I love people and like Jules clearly loves people too. So it's good. We're both doing this for a living. <laughs> I love bringing people together. I love building community. It elates me. Um, like I love, I thrive in the networking space just by connecting people together. And I'm like, go do good in the world. It gets my heart going, like, mo just as much, I would say, as if I was working with them myself. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, it's, it's just, I love that. And I love bringing dynamic people together. I'm like, you got to meet each other. You guys are going to get along, you know. So that's one of my strengths. Um, another strength is my discipline. 
And I actually think that that's partially from my dance background. I actually am a creative at heart. I studied two very different things in school. I studied both dance and business management. And so as a dancer, like whenever I hear and meet people that have been a former dancer, I mean, they have some serious <laughs> discipline <laughs> like with the kind of training that they've come from. And uh, if they were a professional, they've had to train very rigorously and learned a lot of self-discipline. Um, and so I wonderfully blame my dance career for my discipline. <laughs> I like that. It's a nice little turnaround. Uh, and what about mentors? Um, I know that Jules, you mentioned a couple earlier. Um, mentor for me, one of going back to corporate America, monkey suit, having to do something like that in whatever box that you're not comfortable in, in being. Mm -hmm. The mentor kind of, for me, helps me mentally say to myself, this person's doing it for however many years or days or hours. They're enjoying it. They're achieving success, whatever it means to them. So my mentors help me know I'm on the right road. They give me really good ideas. I love reading books by someone like Keith Ferrazzi. He's so big in relationship building. And again, just like you guys, I'm a people person. I like to be out there talking, figuring it out. What are some of our tenants' needs? And, you know, back in the day, cold calls were something that brokers, such as myself, would do all day long. And that to me sounds terrible. I think that sounds terrible to a lot of people having to cold call all day. So I'm choosing to take relationships. And without my mentors, I think it would be really hard for me. I think, I think the road would be very bumpy. And I don't know if I would have the same outcome. So what are some mentors for you guys? So I... <laughs> I know you're on my that side too for me. <laughs> so we got each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually I have an advisory board, um, and I have an I have intentionally created an a range of different people from different backgrounds. Um, I love surrounding myself with people who are far better at things than I am because I know there's still a lot for me to learn. So both through my advisory board and um, this might be interesting to some if they don't do this. Um, a lot of the friends that I have um, that are in my inner circle, um, I kind of have innately, like perhaps even unintentionally at the beginning, been drawn to them because they're better at and I respect them or admire them for a different quality than the other. Um, you know, and so in a lot of ways, uh, some of my closest friends um, are my mentors and they <laughs> might not even know it. Uh, um, but someone that I really love mentioning is my father, actually. Um, he's not only on my advisory board, but he's now working uh, in Epic as a trainer. And so that's have, cool. Yeah. And so that's we cool. have these very different hats that we can flip and trade and switch with. And yeah. it's such a cool experience to have my father who's known me my whole life not only see me develop to where I am now but to see him in a completely new light not only just as an adult but see us grow in various hats <laughs> together yeah. um, so that's uh, you know and he yeah it's a it's such a gift and I learn a lot from him perfect 
Um, well, I that's it. That's the last of our questions. Um, and I want to thank you guys for being on the show and for wearing many different hats um, throughout life. I feel like you do that no matter what you're doing. You're at work. You're at home. You're at the playa. Uh, maybe a vacation soon will happen for um, all of us in this working from home experiment. That would sure be nice. <laughs> but Could I, I share my role models before we oh, please. Yeah. Is oh, it okay? so sorry. That's okay. I just wanted to take the opportunity. You know, Jenna, I, like you, my dad obviously was the original role model. I got my work ethic from him. So that that is how I got into where I was before Currently, my boss is my biggest role model, and I'm really grateful to call him a dear, dear friend. In addition to that, a confidant. My partner, Daryl, I learn from him every single day something new. Um, and then, gosh, like my mom's a role model with how she models community and how she loves everyone. Um, and then the, the aspiration, like Brene Brown is just so incredible. Like that is I like her too. the, the dream to completely dare to lead and lead with vulnerability is such a beautiful thing. So I wanted to add that in before you went into the next. I'm class. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, thank you. That's okay. But all, all I was going to say was just thank you guys for your time and for your expertise and for opening up and for really, you know, the whole point of this is to, to allow other people a safe space, to, to listen to other people, their journeys, and their journey isn't a destination. It is, you know, years upon years of life, work, kids, if you have it, a spouse or a significant other, um, and, and just being successful so no matter what the world throws you like a crazy pandemic um that was not on my 2020 calendar <laughs> we're ready for it you know uh we're we're still gonna thrive we're still gonna achieve a level of success and um you guys and all your insight is amazing and beautiful and thank you again for tuning in to level up with me lindy pearson and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day Thanks, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you.